Good morning, Bernie. Good The process is black and white, where two friends examine the trials and tribulations of starting their individual businesses with their cultural differences and similarities, along with whatever else accompanies them on their journey. Each week, they will discuss a few chapters from books that will transform you from being a wantrepreneur to an entrepreneur. Here's Vernon and Devin. places to start today you know we got a lot of places to start. I, we'll, we'll just touch on it quickly because get the elephant out the room phils are going to the nlcs they're headed on four games away from the world series or four wins away from the world series eight wins away from, the from world being world champions yep, yep, yep. never in a million years did i think it would be here we would be here. Um, mainly just because, you know, when your team loses, what was it, like 17 out of the last 21 or something crazy like that, um, you, you pretty much think it's over. At least I do. Um, but, you know, we're here, man, which is which is pretty awesome. What What's your feelings? How, how you feel as, like, probably the biggest Phillies fan that I know? Um, you know, we, t- we talked about it right when they started the playoff run. You said, well, how are they going to do? And I said, well, they're not the best team. And they remain not the best team. But I said before, I said, but you know, they can beat anybody because if they get hot, um, you know, you, you can't beat them. If they get hot, you can't. They're just hard to beat. They're mm-hmm. really, really hard to beat if they can hit. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have hit. And so, you know, I mean, you, they're not going to win a lot of one nothing games. That's just not who they are. Um, but if you want to try to if – you, if you want to try to play them in an eight-run game, you're, you're going to lose. And the teams that are left – are eight run teams. Mm-hmm. So there is a chance. I still don't, I, st- I wouldn't say they're a favorite, right? And they shouldn't be, you know, um, I think probably the Astros should be the favorite. Yes. Agreed. Um, I think that they're, they're one of the better teams in baseball for sure. But um, Yankee Yankees and Astros and in, in my, you know, very vague. Right, that Yankees of, team has holes. That Yankees team. No, has, they do. Has but I, I would say in my vague of, opinion of uh you know that i'm i can't sit here and say i watched all 162 but you know my like basic understanding of baseball um astros yankees the al als is uh als the 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 american league has probably the stronger slightly better slightly better two teams i would i would say it's uh astros Yankees, Phillies, San Diego. Yes, yeah. and the Philly San Diego is really close. It's pre- it's closer than you'd like it to be for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so here we so here we go. You know, uh, Sarah and I were looking at tickets to fly into Philly and, and go to the game, right? So so that's the, that's sort of where our mentality was at, um, because so you are, you were pretty freaking excited. I, it would, we would that would assume, you know, we that would say you were pretty freaking excited. Yeah, and like they were, there was no question that they were going to beat Atlanta. I didn't have, there was no part of me that was worried that they were going to beat Atlanta. Um, after the first yeah. game. So it was yeah. like, oh, okay, cool. We're going to beat Atlanta. So that's pretty fun. Like when you're in that mode, I'm interested to see if that happens with the Padres. Like, you know, there's a, this, the way this team is built to score in bunches and have enough pitching to sort of get you through in a tight spot. Mm-hmm. And they got a long rest so that they're going to be able to reload their rotation. Yeah, yeah man, there's a chance. There's a four is hard. Four is oh, really hard. hard. So like, hard. you know, in two and three, when you win the first game, you, you're you kind of almost like a 80% that you're going to win the whole thing. I think it's probably it, around 80%. Yeah, yeah, for, I think for, that's for, what I – I know it was for – For a five-game series? Yeah. yeah, I know it was for a three-game series. Yeah. Um, I think it was for the five-game series close to 80%. Well, it's it. The thing is, is it's when you when you beat the home team as right? game one. Gotcha. As, as road game team one or two. One. If the road or team two. wins one of those two games, they're yeah. a huge favorite because they then have to win two games at home. Yeah. Now the best of seven, all that shit goes out the window. Sort of. You know, like, or not out the window. <laughs> it totally like drops. Especially, it seems like in baseball because. Baseball's like it seems to be harder to roll out two straight wins, and then there's this like you lose that first game, and the momentum just flips so quick in baseball. Dude, the the thing, the, so you're you're watching more baseball than you usually watch, right? Yeah. As a, as a person who enjoys baseball but isn't like a a diehard fan, right? Yeah. And I know you were sitting there watching those some of those games, and you would see like there would be a walk, and you'd be like, "Uh oh, yeah, right." No, totally. Just a single person gets on base, and you go like, "Uh oh, yeah." And in the regular season, it's hard to tune in and feel that pressure, right? It's because exciting. you know there's 162 games, but when you're watching the postseason, a walk is the start of a rally. Yes, and yeah. you know a, a single is a rally. Yeah. And like that mentality is so different in the postseason that, you know, that's why the Braves are out. Right. Yeah. They, they weren't able to put together a walk because you put that pressure on the opposing team. And before you know it, pressure breaks people. It, it is. So in baseball and baseball doesn't, I, I don't know if they can ever do advertise it, but I don't know. They got to find a way. Like I, you said something, the, the rally. They got to find a way to make the rally the new three-pointer. The rally, the blitz in football. Because it's something about, like, looking at the game from that perspective. Of, like, baseball, t- and the intensity of playoff baseball. The pitching, you're now... Instead of running like, you know, the fifth guy out there every five days, 
teams are now like having a little bit of a different approach where it's like two most starters. of these teams have two starters that are monsters. And then that third guy, if you're He's lucky, yeah, if you're lucky, they just hold on. But then they're the strategy of the bullpen. And it's like once you get to game three, it, it, like you're you're going up against basically they're throwing the freaking cavalry at you. And they're just ma- matching, and it's these like, these like moments of intensity that's like crazy. Baseball's better and than it's ever been. It's better. It it's, it's better and right now than it's ever been. It one hundred percent is. But I feel like crazy. something's missing from the advertisement of it, where like you just said something that to me, as a sports fan, clicked, like so it, it clicked perfectly. Where it's like, just that one runner, that one runner, because yeah, in the regular season, oh, one's on, oh, that's nothing. But in the playoffs, zero zero one on, like the game's at, on the it's it's in its balance right now. Yep, we're tie score with one on. It's like <clears throat> it's it's a moment of like adrenaline, like. Steph just made two threes. Where it's it like this thing can blow wide open at any point. Well, the uh, we just sacked the quarterback on sure. a third and ten. Well, that, I mean like, that's that's how baseball is during the regular season. It's just less oh, part of the joy like of part of the joy of baseball is that you start the season and baseball goes with you through the summer. Right. Yes. In a way that's like, like you know how the early season of the NBA before Christmas, right? Like the mm-hmm. preseason, whatever, whatever you yeah. call that, it doesn't Nothing's matter. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares. But there's this feeling that you get by like, all right, well, I, I don't need to watch the whole game, but I can catch the, I can catch the last quarter. Or, well, I really only have time for the second quarter, but I'm just gonna watch the second quarter. And you sort, it sort of comes along with you. And then by the time you get to, you know, April. <laughs> you're like you're living and dying on every on a pick second. and roll mm-hmm. right yeah. baseball does the exact same thing so while you're saying like you know they need to figure out how to market it they don't what they need to do as far as i'm concerned is put more baseball games on at five o'clock in the evening in the local market right because yeah. you're you're not going to have your kid watch a baseball game at 11 o'clock at night on a tuesday yeah. No way. The kids got school tomorrow. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. put the game on at 5 o'clock so that when you're sitting around the dinner table, if, you, if you're if you that kind of family, you can put the game on in the background. Or you can turn it on on the radio. Or, you know, so it can just be present. Because baseball is good at being present in your life and building to a crescendo. That's what baseball is good at. So that's what they should lean into. And they keep trying to lean into these other things. And they should lean into that. That's what I, I know. That on that that the intensity of that on base on that that one like that that runner that intensity of that runner it's it's something that it's just like I don't know if it's appreciated by like non baseball fans the way that it it really should be. Um, I, I think it is. I think that, I think the, the, the thing Even is, the is, fact that we, we talk still so much more about hitting averages. 
sure. than like like who cares? No one talks about that come playoff time. I don't know what the hell anybody's hitting right now. But I, but I can tell you, and no fan does. I don't know what's hard. Well, base, right baseball now. playoffs, yeah. you start over, and it's like yeah, and you throw it out. Well, I mean, even just like yeah. what they've been hitting for like a series. Like I think like because it's these little moments. Yeah. That intent, like no one cares. No one, no one really cares at all. It's literally about these moments. Well, yeah, Nick Castellanos just, is terrible right now he can't find anything but single-handedly won a game by hitting a double and making an amazing catch yes because no one's <laughs> hitting good right now because well, Bryce. It's so, well yeah Bryce, Bryce is hitting Bryce 445 is with control. like he's two out, home, he's three home runs right yeah. <laughs> but like I mean even across you know the playoffs like all of a sudden and we, yeah, we said it the like other day 11 strikeouts or something like that yeah we that. we said the other day um, in the first game, in the first series, where it was like, oh, my God, this pit. No, it's Braves. We text about, you know, Willers out there, Willing and Dylan. Let's one hang low. And that was it game. was, and, and that was the game. And it lit like it's just these moments of like, that's what I mean. It's like, forget the stats of, you know, averages and it, like, who cares? Kick that all out the window and just talk about. The intensity of like there should be a there's there's red zone for football. They need to be they need to be like an on, le- on, leverage on base. for baseball. Yeah, leverage. like, like yeah, it like, just be high leverage yeah. and it would be nothing but high leverage situations yes. the whole time. Like they need that. Fun. They need that for baseball. Like they need like they need that. That is the one piece they need to figure out. Like how do we turn that into fantasy? Like how do we incorporate even in that into like fantasy baseball? Like like. You know what I mean? Like, there's something there to these moments of, like, pure just on the edge of your seat. Oh, my God, what's going to happen moment. 99% of them, it's like, oh, it's just a strikeout. We're out. But the, but the, the, just the, like, potential of this game changing one pitch, one hit, one moment, it's like, it's crazy. My heart was beating fast as hell when Reese hits the home, and I'm driving in the car. <laughs> Reese hits the home run, and I'm just like, I could feel it. You can cut the intensity of the stadium, where just like the explosion, nothing erupts like a baseball stadium. Oh yeah, in the playoffs, zero zero game, homer. No, there's there's nothing like it. There's zero nothing. Zero like it. Nothing. No, it's it's so maybe a game winning buzzer at the NBA game winning three point buzzer shot. I don't know. Uh, no, because you're walk off game winning. Well, it doesn't beat a walk off home run though. That, it doesn't it, beat a walk off home run. Well, yeah, it doesn't. So so when I was at the uh in two thousand and eight, I was at the NLBS. <laughs> so it's CC Sabathia pitching against uh against the Phillies and CC had been going on short rest for like a whole entire like eight games or some six games in a row he'd been going on short rest to try to um pitch the brewers into the playoffs right so like the all we needed to do was get a get him high in his pitch count like that was the that was the thing that we needed to do and brett myers works the pitcher right works a walk and like it was 
it was like I think it was a nine or a ten pitch at bat. Like he was just like fouling hit, and you don't foul bat like CC Sabathia. Like you know you know that just doesn't happen. And uh, I I just remember like being as hype as I had ever been for a walk, for a pitcher walking. <coughs> and you know two <coughs> batters later I think. Um. The bases are loaded. Shane Victorino hits a grand slam. And, you know, the Phillies basically roll, basically roll through the entire postseason. You know, and baseball's different. It's a different kind of sport. Um, but, yeah, I, I hope that you <coughs> enjoy it, fall in love with it, get more and more into it over this postseason. And I hope that in the next year, you're listening to the games on the radio because baseball is absolutely like one of the all time. There's a reason it's a huge, hugely popular sport, you know? So I love it. And I did as a kid, like as a kid, like Jimmy Rollins coming to the Phillies was like, that was like baseball awakening for me. Sure. Like when I remember when he first came and just being like, yo, this dude's cool. And and oh, he was like so cool. Me. I mean, it was him and him and AI were like yeah. the coolest. And the only thing now, like I used to love boxing. And as you get older, as an adult, like you used to love football, you kind of only can really have like two, if that, <laughs> yeah, if that. Hard. It's hard to have two. So it's so it's not like when the fills are in and we're in playoff runs, you know. Even if they getting, you know, even if you know, hey, even if they have a great chance. I'm going to tune in for playoff baseball. Sure. But that's when I invest. And if the Phils aren't in it, and it's World Series, I'm going to tune in the World Series. That's when I start to invest. Because I just don't have, you know, you don't have the time to invest, like, into the Sixers and how I invest into the Eagles. And you know what I mean? Like, that. that's where I'm at with it. So, I do still have a love for baseball. Like if a game's on, you know, and there's a there's a moment, you know, game's on. There's there's a good hitter at bat and a good pitcher going head to head. Like there's nothing like watching that duel. You know what I mean? Like still as an adult, you know, like like I I still tell people I can hit off of them even as an adult. You know, my, you know you know that conversation. You know, yeah, I'll, I'll, my fastball will blow right past you, and you're like, yeah, sure. whatever. Even as an adult, knowing damn well. You throw your shoulder yeah, right out. He he's probably gonna hit me with the ball, <laughs> and, and and I'm gonna have a bad bag after swinging, you know. But I still have that love. There's something about that. There, that was the probably one of the greatest, the best times as a kid was that, you know, somebody trying to pitch a fastball past you. Oh, one yeah. of my most memorable moments as a kid, whether it was with a wiffle ball, whatever we had, that was just fun. You know, um, so yeah, I love I I do love baseball. It's just I ain't got time for it. That's all. Well, you baseball know? comes with you. Keep st- stay yeah. with it. Yeah. It'll sneak. It'll sneak its way. Weasel its way into your heart. I, I believe in it. <laughs> so, uh, we had to finish another book, man. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. So, I uh, when when we started this book. I couldn't say that I was that interested in Michael K. Williams. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. 
I, not that I was disinterested in him, but I just didn't know anything about him, you know? Um, and I didn't care. I don't, I don't care about the average actor. Like, Will Smith I cared about because, like, I grew up with Will Smith effectively, right? <laughs> like, um, you know, so so that, that was sort of, you, you know, unique to him. But I, I don't really care about Michael K. Williams. And by the end of the book, I really care about Michael K. Williams. <laughs> How about you? Yeah. I do, man. I, I'd say the overall book was like, you, dude was human. Um, very much so. <clears throat> he really was someone who tried his best over and over and over again to do to do the right thing, you know, for the people type of guy. And, you know, like, like all the good stuff that you want in a person he displayed you know what i mean like yeah. uh and a bunch of the bad stuff yes and a bunch of the bad stuff and you know you hear the way that he described his life the biggest takeaway that i i continue to take away from this book is that everybody needs help everybody needs someone to help them instill a level of confidence within themselves that is given to you from some source and if it doesn't come from home it ha it has to come from somewhere else, else you won't have it. And the one thing that I, I love about him is that he once he started to get it, because he didn't get it from home, once he started to get it out from the outside world, he started to be the best version of himself. And then for these chapters, this was the moment where he realized like Oh, I need to be that same person for others. I need to be that energy that instills confidence in the kids in my community who also didn't get that confidence from within the house. So, you know, I, you know, I just that that book to me is like no one will reach their potential unless someone else sees it in them. Because before you can see it in yourself, someone else in your world has to let you know it's there you know like part of just being a human being no one just like if you you know no one just like is born in this world and goes oh yeah i'm gonna be great like no one no one i don't care you know you name whatever rich famous celebrity and you know successful person at some point in their life somebody or something they saw some influence let them know that they could be great you know yeah and if you look at it people go the wrong way with that sometimes too right like and, and i you know i don't know i think uh michael k williams or will you know any of the people that we've sort of read about or that you just kind of hear about generally people are very imperfect mm -hmm. you know what i mean like mm -hmm. all the time and that expresses itself in a lot of ways, right? And in the case of, like, Will, right, uh, you see him sort of ruin a marriage, right? <laughs> like, certainly kind of go through that. And then, you know, recently, at the, you know, he sort of maybe, maybe set part of his career on fire and put himself as a, as a butt of a bunch of jokes for sure, right? And he'll be able to work out of it, I suspect. But... Um, yeah. And then you get Michael K. Williams and you see, you know, lots of huge successes 
right? And these high moments and then, you know, eventually tragedy and drug addiction and that sort of stuff. So, and a realiza- personal realization that he needs to do a better job and, all, you know, all that. So it, it's a human story. I, li- I like that part of it. It's a human story. Yeah. What 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 was it in, what was it, story brand or, st- right? Story brand. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> what do he say? Everybody, every story needs a, was it a Yoda? Or yeah, finds a guide. The guide, right? Yep. Like that, yeah. Like that. That's has a I, problem. I, finds a guide. Exactly. Like that. That's that's life. That's life. Yeah. Everybody in life has a guide. Everybody needs a guide. You know what I mean? It, it's there's the, a reason it resonates, man. It's the, it's the reason it resonates. And uh, you know, the, the, so with these chapters, um, I mean, they spoke to me directly. Sure. Everything about, you know. They're designed <laughs> to just speak to you. That's, that's your wheelhouse. Yeah. That is my wheelhouse. As we know in this show, I'm the resident survivor remorse guy. And uh, I, uh, he suffered very much from it as well. <clears throat> and towards the end of the book, what he realized is like, man, like, I need to do more in my community to give hope to be the guide for people in my community that comes from the community that I come from, that look like me, um, that live like me. And, you know, in order to make a change, <clears throat> it's not about like just coming and visiting. It's not about just like sending money. It's about being involved. So, you know, hearing him talk about like starting his organization and all of the good stuff, getting with political figures, like, Tackling every angle and everything that impacts the community from talking with police officers and everything like he he used his influence towards the end of his life and in, in, in a wonderful way, you know, in a, in a wonderful way. And <clears throat> not that it's everyone else's job solely to help these underserved communities, you know, and, and help make sure that human existence on on this planet is you know pretty reasonable i guess you can say for every human that exists it's no one person's job you know to make sure that everyone lives humanely but i think as a as an an entire you know species of people it's all of our jobs to do a little bit of that work you know what I mean? Like in, in some capacity, even from, you know, we talked in the past about <clears throat> you trying to live, you know, as, as green, you know, having a, a thoughts of living pretty green and, you know, trying to do things that don't hurt the earth and hurt the future generations, you know, like having a conscious of that. And I think like with Michael K. Williams, man, he he spoke on that to me where I think every individual should have some type of conscious effort to try and make things a little bit better for the rest of the world like and understanding your impact you know and what how you can impact every type of community yeah in the rest of the world and he was yeah. very aware of that one of the lines that he said in it is why do we have to go he was like in in his community growing up you make it and it's always about making it out and leaving and not coming back you know and he said he didn't want to feel like he was some visitor 
when he went to his old neighborhood. He wanted to feel like he was coming back home. So in order to do that, he made it a purpose of his to come back home, not just for, you know, pop-ups and visits and different things, but just to, just to come back home, you know, and, and, and try to support as much as he could. You know what I mean? So that, that to me, it just resonated, man. It, it really did. So, yeah, it's a, it's a challenging thing, you know, when being home put him at risk. You know what I mean? Yeah, it did. Totally did. And, it, you know, it's, there's, a, there's a reason that, you know, the book doesn't really finish. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's, um, and, it's and totally so, good. you know, he, I don't, I don't, I wonder, like, do, in hindsight, do we think, like, was that a mistake? Like, you know, was nah. there, was there a right amount that he could have done or a way that he could have protected himself as well? You know, nah. That, that maybe would have belonged or was it just the, his time and, and the way things go uh, sometimes? You know, wait, I'm not going to pretend to be super religious, right? But you kind of think of this story of this man named Jesus who, <laughs> who like, you know, or, or I guess God, right? Sacrificed his son, Christ. You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, like, when you want to do good on this earth, Unfortunately, it does come with with risk. And I think part of the reason why a lot of the problems that we have, not to get too off topic, but a lot of the problems that we have in society and the things that he was working on, um, <clears throat> they live in fear. They they thrive in fear. You know what I mean? Like that, mm-hmm. like they don't if there's no fear, they don't exist. You know, most people do crime because they don't expect anyone to do anything back to them. A lot sure. of people. Sure. You know, yeah. A lot of people do crime because they're fearful. Sure. And they're so scared that, you know, they they they're, they're, they shoot first and fast without asking questions. You know what I mean? So, like, a lot of this stuff is just born and thrives off of fear. And so the only way to have a, a, a impact at the level that he was trying to have an impact is to, is to do it without fear. And ultimately, if you die on a cross, you, you, you just die on a cross. And hopefully you live on and you make a great book and you inspire more people to at least do a little bit more. You know what I mean? Sure. Maybe not to the degree that you were trying to do it, but at least a little more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and that's the way that I look at it. Like Nipsey Hussle, you know, was shot and killed in the plaza that he bought in his old neighborhood to generate, you know, business and, and economic, you know, growth in his community and wealth sure. for his people. And I guarantee you right now in heaven, if you ask him if he would do anything different, I guarantee you would say, hell no. He sparked something huge in that community. Sure. And the marathon will continue. You know what I mean? And that, like, that's the surreal thing. And it, and it sparks so many more entrepreneurs out of all types of communities. That moment in time probably sparked another 100,000 entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs. Sure. And, it, and, it, and it, it absolutely activated me to a degree as well. Sure. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah, it's an interesting, you know, it's an interesting thing to yeah. think of. All in all, um, by the way, 
Love that. Totally a, about 40 million people that would ar- completely argue the opposite side of me on that and say that, no, they're all idiots and they should stay the hell out of those types of communities and just help by sending money. So not <clears throat> to say there isn't an argument on the other side of that. No, of course not. Yeah, I mean, life is complicated. And there's, yeah. there's, there's just room for all sorts of gray. Yeah. Not things are not black and white, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So all in all, man, love the book. Where, where do you want to go next, book wise? Do you have any thoughts? Um. Well, we we so we had discussed uh, a discipline book, and then we also had Fat Joe on the on the dot. Now, Fat Joe just released, and from what I hear, it is an unbelievable book of him. Fat Joe is one of the greatest storytellers. I don't know if you ever like catch clips of his uh, his podcast, but it's literally just like it's entertainment. You know, it's his life. It's stories of like moments and times in his life, the industry, his growing up. It's pretty much just Fat Joe talking about his life, same way Will did. Will's had a lot of, a lot of like, it was built in a certain way. You know what I mean? Where it also, once you finished it, you kind of like took some big stuff away with you. Um, you know what I mean? I don't know. If, I don't know if Fat Joe's will kind of finish up in that same way, but I imagine it's gonna be just as, um, just as like theatrical as Will's were. Will's was like watching a fucking movie, you know. So we could do we could do Fat Joe. We could do a discipline. I definitely want to read y'all. I don't want to wait too too long, you know, to read because that's like a movie. That's not even a book. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, if you want to do, we can do that. I, I would be, I have no idea about Fat Joe. Yeah. Yeah. But you, so you, I, you'll be learning more about like 90s in the rap industry, early yeah. 2000s, you know, New York City, sure. 88, like, you know what I mean? Like paint the, imagine Fat Joe painting the scene of 88 New York City. You know, him, he used to be in a gang, and he tells a story about the gang, and it's just awesome. Fat Joe got shot, like, three times right before he became Fat Joe, and it turned his life around. So, you know, you know I was hearing about the Bronx in 1980. Like, yeah, uh, I, I, I'm in. All right, yeah, and it, so then up after that, I want to do Discipline is Destiny. Okay. All which right. is... Uh, that'd be a good... That'd be a good a good uh well we're taking um, we'll take a, like yeah, a, a, little a little seriousness break. Yeah. break right which is you know not that michael k williams wasn't it was supposed serious, to be but it, it was serious it was serious but More it was serious also than i thought yeah but it was also enjoyable right because yes. you're uh, uh, the nice thing about autobiographies is that they're almost always like you can they're they're not candy but they they're like salad you know you're like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, this is good for me candy. but it also tastes pretty good Fat Joe's going to be a little bit candy. more on the candy side. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Michael K. Williams was absent. I, I thought the drug addiction, addiction stuff would be like a, a little moment. But no, it, it turned whole, out to be like a real, story. like, yeah. he, he he turned into a character from The Wire, but the other side, not not Omar, like, you know, Bubbles is what he turned into. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, there's this, I, I've been uh, sort of getting into this dude, Ryan Holiday, and and his uh his stuff he's like got an email that i that i subscribe to and stuff like that so like it's pretty good so i, th- I think we can check him out 
Oh, never mind. Fat Joe got pushed back. Oh, did it? Yeah, it was October. Now it's uh, November. All right. Yeah, so well, let's then, do that. Let's do that. All right, Discipline, series, is, Discipline is Destiny by Ryan Holiday. All right, done. Yeah. So, little, little, so it's definitely, we're going to go heavy. And then we'll come back. We'll, out of that, we'll go to Fat Joe. It'll be light. There you go. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> perfect. Oh, all right, I love it. So, all right, cool. Yeah, that sounds like a sounds like a pretty good plan. Seven hours, oh. so we got about seven weeks. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. About try, we'll try to we'll try to bust it up in six weeks. I think yeah. that's a, that's like the perfect number. Yeah. Kind of like you get through it pretty fast, you know. Yeah. Um, but we're sort of running out of time. I know we had some stuff that you wanted to touch base on business wise. Yeah. So yeah, let's let's touch, let's touch into that real quick. Yeah, how about well your week? You got much in your week? Be quicker. Let's start just a little bit week. slower. Just a little bit slower on JD, right? Like he he's kind of, you know. I think I got to remember that JD is uh, like running his business. His wife's got her business. He's got a little kid, so his pace of adoption is slower. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm almost done. Like the final feature that he asked for, right? Okay. When we te- when he texts people and says, "Hey, your stuff's in," he wants a way for them to reply. And I'm almost complete that work. I probably should have be should be complete, but I should have been complete by now. But I sort of like dawdled a little bit. And Sarah and I are sort of changing our schedule a little bit, so we're doing like we're working out when she gets home, as opposed to um, in the morning. It's like those su- like those subtle changes are sort of eating up a little bit of my time in a way that I'm not used to. So, you know, not not a great week as far as getting stuff done, but a pretty decent week. And we'll gotcha. Say. Yeah, so for me, well, with 2400, we, we keep getting asked to cater. So we got now we got an event in December. Um, I don't know. We're, we're such in a space of like figure it out mode where just us plugging in has now become some these some of these catering events. And the good news is that we're we're done. We're done the discount. You know, we're finished the discount stage. And the figuring it out, and and now we're actually pricing things where we're where we're making a little little income off of it, like we're we're making some money off of it. So the the, the November and December events, we'll actually be we'll be charging. We'll see if people really want to pay for this. So I'm I'm curious. I gotta meet with the uh, person for the November one, and um yeah, we're gonna actually be charging you know some real money. So real money. Yeah, proper the, rates. Proper rates, yeah. You know, so that'll be interesting to see. Same thing on the third. Um, but you know, twenty five hundred is pretty much we're figuring it out. We're still we're still floundering a little bit here. Um, just trying to plug in as often as we can. I think um, it's important. I just want to point this out. That's okay. Yes. Right. Like yes, it is. The the point of twenty four hundred, more than anything, was to realize that. You could take nothing and turn it into something. Yes. And create value, right? Using the skills that you already have and all that stuff. Like, that was the whole point. And it's totally reasonable and possible that 2400 has lived its moment in time. Right? I mean, it would be kind of a bummer because we're all, like, sort of in on it, right? But, like, it's totally possible that the three of you go, like, we did this thing. Yeah. Let's be done doing this thing. And it wouldn't be a loss. It wouldn't be a, you know what I mean? It wouldn't be a wildest success, of course. But it would just be like, hey, we did the thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, and, and the beauty of it is, is like, that's 
those are like brothers to me, both of them. You right. Know, they're, they're cousins, but they, you know, we grew up same, yeah. same household, same family. You know what I mean? Like sure. same, same type of. Yeah, we're we're connected, so it's not going anywhere. Even if it just becomes a figure of our community, it that even that in itself just some a way for all of us to come back and be together. Yep. You know, we built something in a mindset it's, more than anything. Exactly, it already served its purpose. Just like yeah. in the same way that, like, hey, is you know, it, Comics Helper like is not the money that it it makes is not meaningful in my life, right? Like mm-hmm. it's not about that. It's about me proving that I can do it. And probably the business won't be comics helper. Probably mm-hmm. the business will be three businesses from now. Right. Yeah, like yeah, totally. And so it's reasonable to assume that. So I just wanted to, I don't know, yeah, remind, nah, remind the, the mentality is like we take lots of shots Yes. and 2,400 was a shot. And the most important part was that it went in. Like yes, you took you took your first shot and it went in. You go like, oh, okay, I can do this. And there's something there with like that. It's good. Yep. You know what I mean? Like like that's the other thing is it wasn't that like holy shit. What are you doing? Why are you doing this? It it's really like, hey, if you're gonna do this, you need to like be all the way in. Or if you're not all the way in, then it's not gonna work. Like that's what I learned. From 2400. Hmm. Like, that thing right there is an all the way in thing. Because it's three of us. It's, it's, we all want to be there on all the events, making the schedule work. This thing, you know what I mean? Like, if it was just me, I I could easily fit around my schedule, you know, uh, a weekend every month to just go, you know, do something related to 2400. But we, we're all kind of trying to move in lockstep, so it's hard to do, you know, it's hard to grow it a with all of our schedules. Yes, it's, yep. it's just different. Whereas this next thing, which is the family business um, with my wife's stuff, now that is totally different. That, because it's me and my wife, we absolutely can dedicate, you know, five, six hours a week to you know to this actually she's gonna she as a family we're gonna dedicate you know a good 50 60 hours a week going forward sure which which we can do because you don't need to check in i don't you know what i mean like we don't need to you know like we're well we're you, need in. To, you need to check in in a very different way right exactly. <laughs> we're, we're always checked in shall i say yeah. there's no need to plug in and none of that like we're 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 you know we're in the same socket plugged in 24 7 like that's what it is so we get the now and there's a different, you know, a different approach to growing this business. Now it becomes, you know, a business where we get on, we're on the same page and we're like, we're open and we're growing it. You know, one, we'll call it cinnamon, bun, cinnamon rolls, but we're growing this thing. One cinnamon roll tray at a time, you know, one pie at a time, one cake at a time, whatever it is. You know, we're growing this business from a very, very, very kind of ground floor, you know, one piece at a time, brick by brick, layer by layer is how we're building this thing. And we're committed to working on it like a job. The My wife left her current income to be able to have the freedom to spend instead of spending 20 hours at some job. 
she's going to now be devoted to spending her 30 hours on building her business. You know, so every day we're, we're planning to do something that furthers the business, you know, which, which is exciting because it's the first time now that I have these things that I learned from 2400, this is the first time that we're actually going to be building a business that we're like legitimately have the, the time and devoting time as a part of this, you know, development of the business. Whereas 2400 was like fit in it, fit it in where you can. Yeah. This will be, this will be really interesting because Ash is essentially going to try to go the thousand true fans route. Yes. And you know, she, obviously she's got the chops, right? She's got some skills, right? Yes. So, so that's kind of like, she's, she's got the, she's done the pre-work, right? That you have mm-hmm. to do in order to be able to do this thing. Yes. So she's that's, certified. That's a good way. She's certified. Yeah. 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 And that, yeah. Which is and, only a small step. Like you said. Well, it's, it's an important, you know, it's a key step, but it's like, it's one part of it. And like, so now it's like, okay, she's got the skills and she can do, you know, these five or eight or 11 skills in baking. She's got those. Right. Mm-hmm. And so now it's all right. Well, how does she take the eight skills that she has in baking and apply those to a great product and then figure out how to sell the product? Cause that's the, that's the actual thing. Right. It's lots of people can bake. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I, we watched yep. a great we watched the Great British Breaking Show. We love that show so much. And you ever watch that show? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yep. so my, my daughter's obsessed with that. All yeah. the bacon. You yeah. know, you know, is it cake? All of that type stuff. She watches everything. Yeah. Yeah. So we watch that show and we love it, you know, because it's great, but also because it's like fun. And and you watch and you go, like, well, what's going on with you know, and you go, a lot of people can bake. The difference is, is can you communicate the value of what you're baking yes to people that so they'll go like oh you know what i want a treat I deserve uh, you know i have a reason that i need a, a party or whatever like can you figure out how to take that value that ash already has some of those skills already and communicate that value so that people will give you money that that's a pretty cool challenge yeah yeah totally it 100 is and um you know, there's another, there's an element to it also where it's like we talked about it and, you know, early on off the air about building, building your foundation, you know what I mean? In terms of from a, from the customer standpoint is I'm, you know, we're excited to kind of start there where there's right now we got our warm market and, and we're, we're living in our warm market. And in the beginning, as we work on ironing out that product that you talked about, we're going to do a lot of testing through our warm market, you know, and using that to start funding some of the things that we may need in order to, to grow the business and like taking that, you know, that next step, you know, equipment, supplies, you know, having the stuff you need to be able to put together the product that you're going to be looking to move forward with. Um, Then as we build that and we get, you know, feeling comfortable there, then we got to figure out, well, where are we going to gain our market share from? You know, like, cause like you said, there's a lot, a lot of people bake, but the homework we need to do is 
who bakes in in our community, our you know, which you take from the cookie episode that we went through, is you know, in these five miles, five to ten miles, who who bakes in these five to ten miles? And that that's the competition. You know, how and then how do we get the market share? The per, you know, get a piece of this market share of the five to ten miles of people who eat baked goods. Yeah, no doubt she's gonna have to she's down. gonna have to queue up that cookie episode and listen to yeah. it again and be like because there's stuff in there, right? Like Lots. how did how did they build this like Twitter following that they have where they can just tweet that cookies are ready and then poof, they're gone. Yep. You know, like, like how did that happen? You know, and mm-hmm. maybe they didn't cover that there, but you, you're going to have to try different ideas and like, you know, how is she going to market? Cause it's a, that's all marketing, right? A lot of yeah, people it's marketing. It's marketing. Yep. Yep. It's so marketing. it's like, she's, she's decided that she wants to start a marketing business where she's baking. <laughs> yes. No, that's exactly what it is. So, you know, we, and, and that's all the stuff that we, that we got to figure out. So, you know, we're, we're looking forward to it. I mean, there's so many lanes we broke it down earlier and we're going to start by taking, you know, chipping away at each one of these, each one of these different lanes. We're going to just start to keep chipping away, you know, um, and, and building this thing, you know, piecemealing it piece by piece is, is, is where we're at with it. So, it, you know, it's, I'm telling you, man, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty exciting, um, where we are right now. And, and, and the thing that's funny is that in the beginning, when it took a while, put it that way, it took a while for us, you know, and I'd speak on like being married, um, you know, being married and, uh, having, trying to do a business together. You know, it's interesting. It, it's it's not it's not super it's not super easy to have some conversations. And I think the one thing that you mentioned that it kind of was was pretty dope earlier when we were talking, which was about like there's all right there there's the way that we're building businesses right like we're the, we're the breadwinners, um so we're we're building businesses a little bit differently. You know, because we're because we're the breadwinners, we have to maintain, you know, keeping the house up, bringing in the money that we're bringing in, keeping, you know, so we got to build these businesses in a in this slow way where there can't be necessarily the pressure of making money mm-hmm. because then that affects, you know, it affects your, your work, it affects the breadwinner, you know, yeah. it affects the real business. I mean, whereas my wife, as you said earlier, is kind of a little bit different. She, and I don't think I was necessarily looking at it that way until you said it earlier, is that she's not really in that spot. You know, she she's not necessarily in that spot. She's, she's more in a spot of she can take more risks. She can devote more time. She can really, you know, she can do a little more than, than what I would be able to do. So she did manage to, you know, I talked to you about it, how she let go of her her income, her dependable income. And my thing was that it could have really been, it could have really helped her, you know, grow the business. You know what I mean? It could have really helped her because she could have took all that money 
and put it towards the business. But nevertheless, she didn't. And that, you know, that's cool. She uh, she has, we, we can do some things in the house to to make sure that, you know, nothing really gets affected in terms of the, our lifestyle, our quality of life too much. Um, but now she has some pressure to grow the business one cell at a time. Yep. Which could be a motivating factor for her. You know what I mean? Like, you know, this this could be something there that I didn't really account for. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, and, and, and she did. So I had to listen to my wife. Well, and, and as a general support. rule, yeah. <laughs> try to do that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've certainly yeah. learned that. But yeah, I mean, if you think about it, right? And I, this is what I said earlier. It, like, your wife has a lot more similarities starting a business to Mark Zuckerberg than you do, right? Because it, the what she's doing, you, you're not gonna. It's not going to fail her life, right? Like, it'll mean that you guys are going to have to go to Costco a little bit more often and buy in bulk so that you spend a little bit less on your grocery bill each month, right? Like, th you, those are trade-offs that are fine to make, right? Mm -hmm. But in the at the end of this, she's going to end up, well, with a bakery for sure, right? Like, she's just got to stay with it. But if she doesn't, you guys are going to be in the exact same house with the exact same, like, you know what I mean? Having succeeded at that part of life already. So, you know, it's a, yeah, you guys are in an interesting spot, man. Yeah. Very interesting yeah. spot. Cause at the end she's, you know, she, she's not going anywhere. She'll be fine. Yeah. So this is the long haul. It's exciting. So we're building. So I guess a, a lot of the weeks going forward, the updates will really be, um, you know, will, will really come from, from me with, the bakery in 2400 so I'm, I'm gonna you know tie that into the show and give you guys you know a week-to-week -week update on how how that business is growing you yes. know what i mean so that, that'll be pretty awesome we're right now we're working on just uh getting our ducks in a row you know you coming up with coming up with our plan our kind of you know strategy you know, three month plan three month strategy and then you know and then our you know six month strategy yeah. You know, and kind of living in those two two lanes, you nice. know. So about nine months, the next nine months, we're gonna try and like, you know, set some goals. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I like it. I so, like to see. Where, I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes, man. I, right? it should be uh, should be good stuff. So, so uh, before we oh, close the show, I'm just gonna oh. give one last thing here. We talked off yeah. air about putting the the five percent chance of the city of Philadelphia hoisting all three trophies. Yes. And in Philadelphia, all three trophies, the, the the three teams closest to winning. So the Phillies, the Eagles, and the 76ers. Right? Oh, yes. You're going to put a parlay. So I, so when we when we made that, had that little statement there, we were like, well, man, now we got to put a parlay together. And so I went on FanDuel, and I put together that parlay. And it's a three-leg three parlay. Has the Sixers at plus thirteen hundred, Eagles at plus five fifty, Phillies at plus three forty. Okay. The overall bet is plus thirty nine thousand nine hundred and forty. <laughs> okay. Is the overall bet, and 
the wager we put down is ten dollars for the big process big, big gambler big gamblers yeah. here <laughs> and, and that ten dollars uh oh should it us, hit yeah it should it hit could win us three thousand nine hundred ninety four dollars that'd be that'd you be know. a good one that'd be a good so, one so be better hundred though folks if you decide to put a hundred <laughs> smacks on that Thirty nine thousand nine hundred forty dollars. If you decide to put a hundred smacks on that, just make you sure you have a hundred. Make sure you have a hundred. Yeah, to blow. If you're, gonna, yeah. if you're gonna do that to set on fire, because you're most yeah. likely setting it on fire. But it could happen. Yeah. Yes, you are setting it on fire. Uh, so, hey, let's let's see. I don't know, man. There's worse. Uh, there's worse ways. You've set ten dollars on fire in worse ways for sure. Yes, like yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> on another parlay. <laughs> yeah, so we'll we'll keep we'll keep everyone up to date with that man you know and and actually uh gotta put money on my account because i lost it the other day but uh hopefully i don't forget to do that and then all three of these things hit because <laughs> yeah, You'd be mad. that would be good oh man how mad i would be if, if, if that happened oh i'd be pissed yeah but yeah man that's that's it. That's all I got for him, man. There you go. All right. Well, in the meantime, then Vernon, where can yes, you sir. find us? They can find us at theprocessisblackandwhite.com, and they can search us on all their social media platforms at the process is black and white, and we'll come right up. All right. Talk to you next week. Yep. You got it, bro.